On this week's episode, we get in the ring with Rocky. Does this sports movie have too much kissing? Are Sylvester Stallone and Rocky the same person? And who does Rocky like more? Adrian or all of his animals? Find out now, you're listening to 24 Flames Per Second. And welcome to the post-Thanksgiving episode of 24 Flames Per Second, Season 2, the podcast that roasts the films we love the most. And welcome, everybody. I'm Robert Spiewak, the host with the most food in my tummy. Um, I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, We are celebrating uh, Creed 2 having come out this past weekend. This week we were talking about Rocky, the film that Sylvester Stallone started it all with. And, uh, um, yeah, we're just, uh, for those of you that saw the movie this last weekend, I don't know, let's go back to the beginning and, um, just see any other, any news to talk about here at the top of the show before we just get into it. Uh, this week, uh, when you're hearing this, the week that this episode premieres is, um, we have Funhouse 4 going on here in Seattle. For those of you that listen to other Partyfish Media shows, have heard the Funhouse Family Podcast. Uh, we have our next mounting. It's a limited run at the Theater Off Jackson here in Seattle. Opening night is tomorrow, and they run through Saturday this week, so the 29th through December 1st. Um, and I'm, we had a big house. I'm assuming there are still tickets available, so grab up all your friends if you like absurd uh, theater, go on down and come join the show and watch it. Um, it's a lot of fun, and uh, you know I'm I, I am part of the show, and then a couple other friends. Quasi's in the cast for this one again, and uh, it's just a lot of a handful of other folks that you've heard on the show are also involved in Funhouse. So um, it's uh, it's it's great. Come check it out. Come get your tickets and. Um, and then somebody who's here today is also the musical guest for this iteration of Funhouse. And, um, yeah, that's, I think that's it. Um, I don't think I have any other party. Oh, no, just kidding. On Thursday this week, so tomorrow when you're hearing this, uh, the premiere of another Party Fish Media show that you may have heard about, may haven't heard about, um, our Real Play D&D show. I know what you're thinking. There's so many already out there. How is this one different? Um, this show is called Save the D8, and it is um, similar to other shows in that we're just playing we're just playing D and D. But also, um, there's a lot of opportunities for audience interaction. I know that Evan, who has been here on the, on our show before, um, is doing a lot of like audience suggestion to help craft the story. I know he wants. Uh, people's to people to help draw like a dungeon uh, for us on the show. I'm one of, I'm one of the characters. I play a rock gnome named Craggle, um, and then there's you know a handful of other folks that um, are you know really really into D and D and great at playing that we play along with. And so um, go check it out. It's premiering Thursday. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts, and um, it's gonna be a lot. Of, it's gonna be a lot of fun. So check that out. Okay, I believe that is everything that I have to plug. So let's get into it. Across the table from me, the cuff to my link, Kevin Connor. Hey, Robert, how's it going? Good. How are you, my I'm fellow turtle? Doing just fine. Um, didn't get a chance to watch the movie this week. You know, fell asleep mm. after all that turkey. But Fair. but I did say I, I I did some field reporting for this movie. I went about a month ago yeah. to Philadelphia. Oh snap! Was walking along. 
saw some familiar looking steps. Yeah. And at the top, a familiar silhouette. Yes. And it was a statue of Sylvester Stallone. Is this a, no, it's a statue of Rocky. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> but it was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. There were a bunch of, there was a whole line. It was just like a, it was like a Monday afternoon. There sure. was a whole line of people like Pics. taking selfies for that Instagram. Hell yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm prepared. Okay. <laughs> to, sit I'm, to watch from the sidelines. I'm prepared to watch from the sidelines. Uh, you know, if, if anyone gets knocked down, I'll be there with a towel. I'll wipe off all the injuries. It'll be great. You'll um, wipe, on, <laughs> wipe off You heard the me. Injuries. You heard me. Um, but there's a lot to get into. This magic towel you have. <laughs> um, mm. There's a lot to get into, and I'm excited to see the bout. Yeah. Good. Good vocab. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so let's, um, let's get into the panel. Um, on the roasting panel this week, uh, filmmaker and oh shit, I tracer. tracer. That's a person that does. <laughs> that's a person that does parkour. <laughs> uh, find him on social media at the real Russell Hay. It is the real Russell Hay. How's it going? Hey, how's it going? I need to write. I'm writing that down right now. <laughs> <clears throat> that's good because I think I've had to pronounce it for you every time I've been on the show. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's embarrassing and horrible. I just I just write filmmaker and parkour every time. That's <laughs> wrong. That's I mean, it's a... okay if you say parkour. parkour <laughs> um, But yeah, thank you for being here. Uh, we're excited to excited to have you here again. Um, and then next to him, Seattle cinephile. Find her on Instagram at Zandra C thirty three Alexandra Calero. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Excited right. to talk about this movie. We're back Are together you? again. No, I'm, I'm, oh, okay. I'm excited to talk about the movie. I was not excited to have to watch it again. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, good. It's great, great to have you here. And on the defense this week, musician, VHS collector. He's caught, say, let's say he's in the, the blue corner. Is that the corner Rocky was in? Do they say? Yeah, sure. I don't know. <laughs> well, he was wearing the white shorts with the red stripes, not the red sh- Got it. shorts right. with the white yeah. stripes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, find him and his important? find him and his music on Instagram at RNP Graham Rob Paulson. Hi, Robert. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. Um, you know the drill at this point. Uh, we're not going to waste any time. Let's just jump right into it. We start with movie in a minute. Which is give us the full plot synopsis of the original, the first Rocky, spoilers and all, and I'll give you a three count to start. How do you feel? Um, fine. There's it's not a lot happens in this movie. <laughs> fine. All right. Very good. All right. And so here's your three count in three, two, one, go. Rocky Balboa is a amateur southpaw fighter who lives in Philadelphia in. Uh, lives in poverty. Um, he works for a gangster. He is courting this very, very shy woman named Adrian, who works at a pet store. Um, he trains at Mighty Mix Gym. Uh, Mick ends up becoming his coach later, um, but at first doesn't believe in him. Anyways, he gets a one in a million shot um, to fight uh, the heavyweight champion Apollo Creed who wants to do like a novelty match where he gives a nobody a shot at the title. Uh, so everyone expects him to lose, but of course he uh, goes, surprise everyone, he goes all 15 rounds. Um, and even though Apollo wins by decision, by virtue of split decision, uh, he doesn't care because all Rocky wants is the love of his life. Oh, you did it with two seconds to spare. Yo, I did! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but yeah, great, jo- great job. Thank you. Didn't say anything about the turtles though. I didn't. I love those turtles. I didn't say anything about Paul either, but that's that figure. That's something we can get yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk. To, we'll talk about all stuff, the so. fill out the whole cast of characters. Um, but but very good. Um, and so great movies all summed up. Let's jump into opening statements. Rob, why do you like Rocky? I love this movie. <laughs> um, so I don't know why I like kind of fell for this movie because it is. It's kind of a weird one. It's like retrospectively kind of i think people who maybe haven't seen it think it's a sports movie and it's not it's a it's like a a romance drama um and with the back you know with the backdrop of it being boxing um and i think that's what i really like about it it's it's kind of a got this really somber tone to it um that lends itself well to kind of the brutality of uh of the sport that so many you know people in poverty are like forced into sort of um much like the discussion we're having like with football you know about Mm -hmm. um because i don't really like boxing all that much like i don't really follow boxing all that much um i mean i watched like a big fight when one's happening or something but um you know, for some reason, I I like all the Rocky movies, um, but particularly this one, I think is less about the sport and more about um, like a human story. So. Yeah, very good. Let's um let's talk about the humans, Roasters. We just want to start there. <laughs> okay. The humans. The humans. <laughs> well, I think probably starting with the women would be the easiest uh, way to jump off. Yeah. Um... I guess I would start it off more with um, Sylvester Stallone's script and the way he has written the people in the movie. Um, everybody is just kind of a cookie-cutter character that you'd expect to find in the old neighborhood. Nobody has a lot of depth. Um, they're all kind of one-dimensional, one-note characters who are there clearly to fill as a very specific plot point. Not even really a role in anything so much as <clears throat> this person's this plot point, that person's that plot point. You know, Mickey is there simply to be the one who goes, you had, you know, you had potential, but you decided to throw it all away on being some guy's, you know, henchman. That's literally, his, you know, what we know about his character. That one line, we don't know, you know, anything else. There's no character development for these characters that spend, a, a, you know, a decent amount of time on screen. And then as Russell was saying, you know, the women, um, there are two of them. Really, there's one because you got Adrian, but there's also this little girl that Rocky interacts with. And the way Sylvester Stallone has written those characters, the way he's written those interactions, it makes me actually question who he is as a human being because he wrote this. So specifically, I think about the scene that he has the interaction with the little girl and tells her, people are going to call you a whore for hanging out on the street corner with those boys. It's like, you just sexualized a 13-year-old girl (laughs) as a a writer, not as a character in a movie, but as the person who wrote this script, you are now, you know, making a commentary on who people, you know, can or can't hang out with and how people are going to view you in society. And then you uh, have... The, the interaction that bothers me the most with the women, you know, or the woman in the movie is Rocky's date with Adrian. She doesn't want to be there. She gets basically given to Rocky by her brother, Polly, like as a, I want her out of my hair. She's a loser. He actively calls her a loser. 
So she goes on this date that she's not entirely wanting to be on. I would say mostly because she's shy and she probably does like Rocky. She doesn't know how to interact with him. That's fine. But you get to the end of the date where he pretty much forces her into his apartment, locks her in, takes off half his clothes, is not picking up on her physical and verbal cues of, I don't want to be here. This is making me uncomfortable. And it culminates with them making out by the locked door that she's backed herself into mm-hmm. the corner. Um, but we're supposed to be okay with that because Rocky's ultimately a good guy. Right. Yeah, and and um, Adrian is, uh, is an abuse victim. You know, Polly obviously is like... Her whole life has he's been telling her that uh, that you know she's a freak and like you know um, he calls ha- her dried up at one point right and yeah. um, and you know what Rocky is trying to do is like show herself worth um, and obviously like the um, that that scene where he locked the door like there's a locked door and everything that does not age well that is a flaw in the movie um, the. You know, it being a story about love, though, I, you know, I think a, like a, a true love is, is, you know, healing. Um, and I think, like, for both of them, they are kind of outcasts who are finding their own self-worth with each other. Um, so, yeah, even though I, and I, even though I also, yeah, I think that the, um, the writing is very, like, uh, for little Marie, the little girl you're talking about, uh, that is Sylvester Stallone being, you know, being a kind of an immature writer as well. Um, when he, I, you know, because obviously he's trying to be paternal. Um, but um, you know, I, what I guess what I'm saying about the uh, about them healing as people is that with Rocky having her back, she does eventually tell off Polly. Um, and stand up for herself and everything, you know, um, you know, and then it, that also kind of manifests itself through the rest of the movies. Obviously, we're just talking about this one, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. For me, like I, I actually just don't see the 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 romance and the love part of it. Like I think it's trying to be, um, but I really don't understand, like her motivation at all like i there's the 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 bad date and then just like suddenly everything's great and they're together and then they move in together and like it just like i don't know that it felt very forced it did not feel very realistic to me um and it just like i i honestly if i had to classify this movie i I couldn't because I don't think it's a romance. It's definitely not a sports movie mm, because yeah. like the amount of sports in it is actually mm-hmm. pretty uh, minimal. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's definitely not a boxing movie. The boxing is definitely the bookends because you see mm-hmm. him boxing in the beginning, boxing at the end, and which not a whole lot. Into which a point that I actually wanted to make, which is that I I really I like that about this movie, and we get you know the whole Rocky like franchise has peaks and valleys and kind of goes all over the place and every movie's a little bit different in how it approaches being centered around boxing or centered around the characters um and this one uh like isn't centered around boxing and so by the time we actually get to the boxing match the stakes are that much higher i think 
Um, or at least it feels like it to me because when you're watching this movie for the first time as a kid or if it's if no one has spoiled it for you, um, you don't know if he's going to win or not. You know, And that, I think it's great that he doesn't win. That like it's not about the winning. It's you know it's about the going the distance. It's about the like he proved something to himself, and in you know, and in doing that realized that all he really cared about was you know being with Adrian and you know, their, their blossoming love. Yeah, what did I write in my, in my notes? Oh, that's what it actually notes. In my notes, I did write that uh, at the end, it's like, Rocky loses, but wins in love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it, and, and that definitely, like, that definitely sets it up for the sequel, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, and I think this movie, like, in that way, too, is, like, um, it, it also having this backdrop of boxing is, like, in the late 70s, maybe a good emotional release for some emotionally stunted men who need a good cry. Yeah. <laughs> but the, I mean, that's that's the problem, though. I mean, I, it's it's not a romance movie. It's you know, boxing light. It's supposed to be a human drama, but and, and on a character movie. But you have to have strong, compelling characters more so than just here's this guy who hasn't realized his potential. That's not enough of a character trait to make me as the viewer invested or care whether or not he wins at the end. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate the fact that it didn't fall into the really easy trope of the, you know, the underdog wins or, you know, the um, the guy nobody expects to ha- be able to take on the champion can actually, you know, take on the champion. But I go back to, you need to develop strong characters. You need to, to have personalities in there. You need to have things about them that make them compelling and make you want to sit there for two hours having been sold a bill of goods of a boxing movie <laughs> and then not have boxing. Right. So, well, I, I honestly think that, like, Rocky's pretty cooked. Like, he, you know, as a character, like, you know, he's, I think he's done all the way through. Uh, I think that uh, Adrian is mysterious in like her shyness in a way that like we are trying to figure out who she is and like we kind of don't until the until you know the second movie which is much more like you know they leave Polly in the dust a lot of the time where it's basically like they leave him in his own misery um and she you know both of them kind of lift themselves out of this um life of not just uh literal poverty but you know mental poverty um and uh so, yeah, and I mean, I, like, I think Mick as, like, this kind of stereotypical, like, coach is a good choice. Like, but my, I love that part where, you know, Rocky has never broken his nose in a fight before and he thinks it's broken in the, in the match with Creed. And he's like, I think my nose is broken. How does it look? It's an improvement. <laughs> like, that is just, like, that kind of shit is so good to me. Like, and we don't really need to know that much about Mick. Like, you know. I mean, besides the fact that, like, he used to know Rocky Marciano and all that. I don't know if they actually mentioned that in this. I actually just got done watching all the Rocky movies in succession. Oh. So I actually haven't watched Rocky he has since, that like, scene. He has that scene where he's in his room and he's like, notices the poster. Right. It, it was this one? Okay, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, used to be around when he was around. Yeah, exactly. You know, we kind of... But that's, I mean, that's all the history we really need about Mick, I guess. And, you know, I also think that... Um, 
the the loan shark dude the the mobster guy uh-huh, uh-huh. um in a way especially like in the second movie he like does believe in rocky like you know he's like i want you to you know i want you to break this guy's finger and rocky doesn't because he has like empathy and compassion and like he can't you know he can't just stomach like doing something with someone like that for no reason but the Lone Shark also, like, I think has his back, like, a lot of the time. When Mick is, like, kicking him out of the gym. Well, not kicking him out of the gym, but he's on, you know, he's on thin ice or whatever there. Um, you know. And, and and Rocky doesn't have friends either, and neither does Adrian. I think that goes in with the whole, like, they're both... they're Both of them are weirdos. Like, I mean, this is the same thing my boyfriend Jeff doesn't like about this movie. He's like, why do you like these two characters? They're so weird. And I'm like, yeah! They're fucking weird. That's why they're like both kind of weirdly unlovable, and that's why they end up together. It's not like a you know a humdrum rom com where it's two hot people, or you know somebody takes off their glasses and is hot sort of thing. You know, um, yeah. I don't. Well, you're putting a lot of faith and character development on movies that didn't exist when this movie was written and made. Nobody knew Rocky was going to be successful. It was not intended to have multiple sequels, so when he's writing this movie, he's got to write this as this is the only time you were going to see these characters, which means he needs to put that stuff in this movie, not go shit. I didn't put it in the first movie, but I'm going to make another one. I'm going to put it in that one. (laughs) So that's the thing is like, that's great. Sequels can always fix the problems in character and story and all those things. I mean, you know, the first one's not a boxing movie. Let's amp up the boxing in the 50 million other Rocky movies they made. Mm -hmm. But that's, you know, that doesn't fix the problem with this movie, which is characters that were underdeveloped um, and kind of, you know, cardboard to me. Yeah, it's funny, you know, I kind of made this, uh, like, the same argument about, um, in the Halloween episode, about, mm-hmm. I was like, this movie, like, nothing happens in the first Halloween, and then they, like, build all this shit, which, by the way, new Halloween, I thought was great as a standalone <laughs> Um But, like, it is hard for me to watch this movie, like, out of context, because I, you know, mm-hmm. everybody has their kind of, like, either their favorite or, like, or people that like the Rocket franchise, I should say, like, rank them as, you know, a certain... Um, whatever and like this one is is a standout um, in the way that it's like not um, it's not like corny like the fourth one has a fucking robot butler like you know <laughs> and everybody loves that movie and it's great and you know I love it too but like the third one also has Mr. T so like some of them do have gimmicks I feel like this one doesn't have a gimmick um, and I like that about it um, and and it was the first Rocky movie I ever watched. So, mm-hmm. you know, and at, like watching it out of context, um, it's... I know you guys want to talk about um, technical stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. And maybe to kind of, like, segue into that, like, this movie's very low budget. And I think it's it's kind of a lonely-looking movie. Um, it does feel very, like, not empty, but, like, um, you know, like, they go when on Thanksgiving... Shout out to Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> they, when they, yeah, they they go to um, the ice rink, yeah. and they you know he pays the guy ten bucks or whatever so they can skate around dollar a minute or something. Well, there's nobody. The reason they shot it like that is because they couldn't afford extras, sure. and I think that ends up lending itself so well to like how like the isolation that the characters feel and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I know we did. It is very low budget. Like it was shooting sound sound. They had to, yeah, they had to cut corners and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think that constraints are always useful, Um, and I think that that you know, knowing your constraints and and the the making it an empty and closed uh, skating rink, it works as a sort of like date thing um, that they were doing, but like I just I don't know I. I find that that even with like the budget constraints, there are a lot of places where it feels very, very empty. Like anytime you see a street scene, it is empty. Um, and while granted, 1976 or whenever it was supposed to be set, mm-hmm. I kind of think it's supposed to be set around the same time that it came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, there were a lot less people in the United States than there are now. I still think that Philly wouldn't have had empty streets like that, even mm. in the morning. Yeah, There'd the be... population would be more than, like, 12 people. Mm. Right, yeah. And there would, there would still be, like, packing trucks and stuff like that, and they could have actually, not costing any money, shot a way to get all of that ambient uh, mm. life. Um, even if it was just B-roll. Like, mm-hmm. they could have done that. Um, now, granted, movie making back then was a lot more expensive than it is now because of film, but still, like, I think that, I think that they could have taken out some of the extremely long, boring, pointless <laughs> shots that they had, uh, and, and built the world up a little bit better. Like, you mean the, the lengthy training montage of, you know, solo stuff. And it's like, I, I know very little of boxing. What I know from boxing is literally what I watch in movies. <laughs> but it seems highly unlikely that somebody would train without sparring. Yeah. So it's like, it did that, you know, how much of your budget did you blow on everything else that you couldn't have put, like, one guy in there for him to, you know, even fake fight against? Um but it's not, it's, you know, it's, it's budget to things and everything, but like we were talking, the sound is, oh my God. is terrible. There are times where it sounds really kind of hollow and washed out. And like, um, the, like the boxing scenes, the, the room feels so empty and you can hear how empty it is. Yeah. Well, and there was like, okay. So the one thing that, um, that really started like making me pay attention to the sound was like in the very, very beginning when um, you know he's first starting to train and he goes out um, you know early in the morning and he's like stretching against the thing like against the wall and like all of the sound around that was super echoey and I was just like you would not get that that echoey in a city in where he was supposed to be like because you later see that same street scene and it's like there's no way it would it would be that echoey like it literally sounded like they were in like a big empty gym that's funny did you watch it with a, did you watch it with headphones on like, no yeah. oh really no yeah, i just have a really good sound system oh, okay i uh i i'm like i may have only ever watched this movie on vhs like i don't know <laughs> i've ever seen this movie not on vhs <laughs> um and my tape is like from the 80s oh, sh- um like early 80s so uh you can just you can just tell by like the packaging yeah yeah. like and what the tape looks like (laughs) but um so you know uh all all of the 
the low budget um, qualities of it, you know, and stuff like uh, I always, you know, just kind of forgive because they do make up for it, you know, in in the second one and everything without making it too, you know, because every you know every movie begins how the last one ended. So when you do watch the second one back to back, um, it doesn't look terrible. Um, like I, cause they still use the footage from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks pretty cohesive. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. I forgive a lot about that kind of stuff. And, uh, also like the movie fucks in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the music, the mu- the music, I mean, it's so good. Um, that's the one I meant. The music. Yeah, yeah. The, let me do that one more time. The music fucks this movie. Um, yeah, I mean, it's so iconic. The music, come on. Well, I, I would... It's not iconic because every person that I told, I was like... I told a bunch of people, like, I'm going to be roasting Rocky. And I got inundated with, with gifts of the song from the third one. So it's not iconic to this movie mm. because people automatically go pick up Eye of sure. the Tiger and go, yeah, the oh, Rocky song. Oh, Eye of the Tiger, though. But that's the yeah. thing. Is, you know, <laughs> the music is not iconic because you would then be able to associate it with the movie that it came, you know, it's Well, like, I was talking it, about you know, the main theme. Bum, 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 you know. But still, yeah. I'm just saying, you know, like... <laughs> people, you know, people, people who jump to Eye of the Tiger. Exactly. People who jump to Eye of the Tiger, it's clearly the music in Rocky is not memorable enough hmm. for them to go, oh, wait, Eye of the Tiger is a different Rocky movie. It's just automatically, you know... Right, I think, I mean, obviously, like, Eye of the Tiger was, like, also, a, like, a song that charted on pop charts where, like, obviously, the score of a movie is a different thing. So it is, you know, and, you I can mean, see why people would do that. To be fair, like, I was like, is this an edit that took out Eye of the Tiger? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, late 70s, I don't think so. Um, yeah. um, I mean, another thing that we kind of um, had narrowed in on that we, I think, I think would be worth talking about because, I mean, I don't think we totally covered it in all the kind of disparate parts we've focused on is just... Um, like the direction of the movie in general because like i mean all these things kind of roll into that ball of directing because this is you know sylvester stallone's directing debut it's not this is um look at me being an idiot Uh, John he wrote G. it. That's yeah. 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 He, he wrote Never it mind. and produced it, right? Yeah. Right. Wrote it, yeah. produced it, and the then he went on to started. direct like all of the sequels. That's right. Most, most yeah, of, until most of five. Five is uh, John G. Alvinson comes back for five. Whoa. Um, and then obviously Creed is yeah. not him. Um, but uh, but you know yeah. So it's more about the and it's funny because you know if if you're arguing the like the, the, the like the points of direction about this movie that aren't good. Like, obviously everyone doesn't like five. That's like, you know, famously <laughs> that movie is not liked by Rocky fans. <clears throat> so, <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, I, I mean, he fucking won best director. Uh, don't get me Oscars, started on which is <laughs> I mean, I even think that's crazy. Like, <laughs> this movie won best picture. Best picture. Oh, Why, what did it beat out by the... Uh, Bound for Glory, which is a okay, Woody Guthrie yeah. biopic, All the President's Men, yeah, Network, what? and the best right. movie of the year, that, Taxi Driver. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Taxi so, Driver. Well, that's probably debatable. because... <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, that's... Yeah, had Scorsese just like... So it wasn't an upset. Oscar that's what you're, saying. That's what you're telling me. Um, probably. I don't know. Yeah, that, that wasn't his first movie, Taxi Driver, yeah. right? No, I think Mean yeah. Streets was his yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So... 
Um, anyway. Yeah, obviously the the Oscars are like never a good uh, indicator of like what's good and bad in filmmaking, but um, you know, John John G. Robinson, this was like you know one of the things that he did. <laughs> what else has he done? Rocky Five. Rocky Five. <laughs> okay. Just go out on top. There's no way to go but down after. Right, yeah. <laughs> This be network. I'm so angry now. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. No, I didn't know that either, and yeah, totally angry about that. Hmm. <laughs> well, um, uh, okay. So then, maybe then the other thing about this would just be talking about um, just the acting in general because we talked about like the gender divide between the characters and like the dialogue and stuff. But like, what about the actors that we do have that we're playing with that you know are are in these roles? So you guys don't like Sylvester Stallone's performance in this movie? <laughs> oh my god, no. they were all awful. No, I love, I love him in this movie so no. much. <laughs> I think like no one like he fucking just is Rocky to me. Like you and know what that, I mean? That's part of the problem. Is you know, he, I maybe maybe it's a genius move on his part to realize I can't act, and so I'm gonna write me <laughs> as this character, and therefore no expectations of my talent will be you know, whatever. I mean, it's just like. You know, well, I don't. So I, I wouldn't necessarily say that's genius because even playing himself, <laughs> he didn't do a good job. <laughs> no, see, I don't think like when you, I, when I listen to like interviews with Sylvester Stallone, like he's not to me. When I hear him like in interviews, it doesn't like it seems like he's a not. He's not just Rocky like all the time. And for, like the funny thing about Rocky is like all his corny jokes and like. How he'll like he'll just say things that are kind of weird. Like he'll say things in a weird way, and I like I love that. I think that's so just like goofy and funny, and um, you know, and that he you know like is into animals and like he's just like a weird guy who's kind of like not your you know kind of an unassuming like he's not like mean. He's kind of gentle and like friendly and you know. I, I think very likable in that way because he's not a not like a dick or like a guy who always wants to like start a fight mm. um, which you know and then that's like you know when the press conference comes around and every, every time there's a press conference he's always like I, I don't know what to say in front of all these people <laughs> like you know because that's just not like his he's not gonna get up in front of everyone and be like I'm gonna kick Paul Creed's ass you know like like every other fighter does um which I think makes him very endearing. <laughs> but uh, I would I would say no. I don't I don't like his performance. I don't think he's a very talented actor. Um, it doesn't work for me. I think Talia Shire's character is underwritten, so I can't tell. Sure. If she is just like that, or if you know that was a, a choice that she made. I think the only person that we get any sort of decent performance out of is Carl Weathers because he's the guy who's got to ham it up right? Um, and just kind of showboat. But you get to see different things in terms of um, like his showboating before the match versus kind of the arrogance he has when his trainers are like, dude, this guy's taking this seriously. He's not just going to roll over for you. You need to you know, you need to actually train and he's kind of like, eh, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm still the heavyweight, you know, champion of the world. So no, I don't, but you get a personality out of him. You get a performance out of him that feels like there's so much potential there Mm -hmm. that isn't realized, um, that I don't feel like you get from any of the other characters or any of the other performances. 
Mm. And I think a lot of that, again, goes back to what is or isn't on paper. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, Talia Shire is very, like, very understated in this movie. And she doesn't really have a moment until um, until she blows up at Polly um, and, you know, tells him off and everything. And I think that makes that powerful because she was holding back for so long. Um, you know, I mean, in the... By like the by like the third and fourth ones, she's like much more animated, and I think that is good. Um, that that goes along with my idea that you know um, that she is overcoming her trauma and stuff with with you know being abused by her brother all these years with the help of Rocky. Um, but yeah, she's definitely like. It is really hard to tell then. And I don't know what the, um, like, I don't know how she came to be in this movie because I know she's Francis Ford Coppola's brother, uh, sister. Sister? Hmm. I think sister? She's, she's, what are you looking at me? I didn't even know sister. who the director of the damn sister. thing was. <laughs> yes, um, sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, and, uh, you know, so I mean, I know the Coppola's are like a Hollywood royalty mm-hmm. family. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, my train of thought there. That's okay. Um, we're about at the end of the line anyway, so um, we can, uh, yeah, we can start unmasking. Um, unless somebody has anything else to say. Didn't think so. Um, and so, yeah, Rob, how do you really feel? Uh, I'm wearing a Rocky shirt. Yes, I am. I'm wearing my Rocky shirt. I am so stoked about Creed 2 because Creed is if not the best Rocky movie, then, mm. like, the second best, I, in my in my opinion. I know this movie is, like, kind... I mean, I... So Mike from, you know, VH Quest, was oh, like, yeah. one time I was telling him, like, man, all, all I wanted to... I was just like, after a rough day at work or something, I was like, I'm just gonna go home and drink a 40 and watch Rocky. And he's, like, <laughs> he's like, Rocky won? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, that movie's so boring. <laughs> and I was like okay but like it's my boring and i love it and like i know this movie's weird and has problems and i am also like completely mask off like astounded that it won best picture because it is like an it's not insanely well made or anything like it's not it's certainly not a feat of cinema um you know the and all the fight scenes are like uh i heard somebody say the most like realistic unrealistic fight scenes because there's so many open face punches and like if you ever if anyone's ever watched a heavyweight boxing match there's never that much movement it's like it's you know they're just hugging each other the whole time um so it is kind of like jarring to see that many open face punches uh and them take that many hits but uh yeah i love this movie i'll i'll i just watch it all the time it's just a movie i throw on all the time um just it 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 jibes with me you know we all got our movies that not everybody else likes, but we do, you know. Um, Alexandra. I am not a fan. <laughs> what? Um, I watched this at the height of a bad decision I made at 16 to watch every movie ever nominated for Best Picture. Ooh. Ah. Yeah, that's um, right. And just was astounded at how bad it was compared <laughs> to the movies that came out that year. And I'm not a huge, like, for example, Bound for Glory came out that year. Mm-hmm. Not a huge fan of that one. All of those other movies are so much better. So a lot of my hatred for Rocky comes simply from the fact that it's like there were better movies that year. 
I can appreciate the underdog factor. I can appreciate that's why people like the movie. Um, there are some things, choices made, Rocky not winning that I was actually impressed with, you know, for making that decision and, you know, in a movie in that time frame. But I still think it is so poorly executed that it's hard to kind of overlook the bad that is in it to try <laughs> and find the good parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Russell? Oh, no, I hate this movie. <laughs> it, is, it is boring as hell. This is um, like the purest panel we've ever had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone, uh, everyone didn't um, need to worry too much about sticking to their hands. <laughs> Yeah, no, it just, it just, it all the way around, like, I just, it, there's nothing redeeming about this movie to me. Um, hmm. I also had a really hard time just concentrating on because it's so <laughs> slow and boring, mm-hmm. which granted, I mean, I know time period movies were slower back then, but still for a boxing movie, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was really boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kevin, thoughts? A little bit of a slog for me. Um, I haven't had the pleasure of watching any of the other Rockies. I've seen Creed. Great. Okay. Uh, excited for Creed 2. But um, when I watched this, it was a little slow, a little... Uh, I think it was hyped up a, a little too much, um, just from like its cultural place. That mm-hmm. It felt a little bit short for me, but... You know, I can see that it definitely holds a, uh, a place in a lot of people's, a lot of people's hearts, a lot, yeah. a lot of their boxing and, and love hearts, romantic <laughs> hearts. Yeah, I think that um, definitely, like the, the any movie that is this culturally hyped in retrospect is always going to be hard to go back to. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's one thing we talked about in the Halloween episode. Once again, yeah. like I had, I went into that movie knowing that it was, you know, a big deal in like the history of horror cinema and was just like what the fuck this movie sucks like, you know it, it um, almost has to like prove that it got like however many sequels like oh it has to be like five sequels good well and right? that's the other and thing is other that stuff. like this is you know like I said like it is a franchise and it's yeah. it, it's impossible for me to divorce the movies in my mind yeah I think um, that kind of goes into what I was going to say it's just that like I think the the legacy now has outshone the original yeah. if that's like a way to put it where it's like like I like people think of I have the tiger, not in this movie. People think like the one thing I think that this movie like carries forward is that Rocky loses at the end. Like that's the thing. Like the spoiler of the movie is that he's gonna, is that he loses and him just being like yo Adrian. Yeah. Like like those are the two things from this movie that maybe the punching the meat, but like <laughs> but like there's so much that happens in all the movies that come after sure. that people are so quick to quick more quick to jump to like like like. Clubber Lang, which is Mr. T's character right. in Rocky Three, or like Drago, yeah, or even Ivan Drago, or um, or I the Tiger, or like whatever. Um, and I think it's been really interesting to see, like, like because Rocky like went like the movies went away for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And then they came back with Rocky Balboa mm-hmm. in like that was like 2010 which or something, I don't right? Like that movie. Or we can talk about it in the post something. show, but yeah. I did not like that. Movie. I haven't seen it. I remember it coming out, and I just never got around to seeing it. Um, but like. Yeah, I think it's one of these things, like, there are some, like, endearing qualities about this movie that, like, as just from, like, a low-budget filmmaking standpoint at the time, where he, like, or, like, Rocky, like, couldn't find people to buy it and just kept shopping it around and shopping it around and rewriting it and shopping it around and then eventually found somebody to produce it, like, um, or to give him money for him to produce it. Uh, I think it's, like, kind of this this testament, like, it's it's a little bit of, like, the making of the movie is also an underdog story kind mm-hmm. of thing. That, like, that part of its legacy is kind of the enduring part of this movie that, you know, isn't part of the other Rocky movies. And so I think that that's, 
like the one the one like kind of shiny thing about it is that it kicked right. off and launched like all these other like things that came after it. That and like you know, mm. I recently heard I don't know I don't know how recently, but there was an interview with Stallone where he was like how many actors get to like play a character as they grow old like over oh, this yeah. amount of time totally like that's that's a pretty cool experience for like someone especially yeah. someone who created the character and got to see it like play still through. keep going yeah. even like i don't know i think it'd be such a like household because, name didn't he because he did he win an oscar for creed no. no, no, he was he nominated, won wasn't he? Golden Globe. He won the Golden okay. Globe. Yeah, he was not yeah, but like that was like, I don't know. That's like one of the, his performance in Creed is like fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And like so, I don't know. I think that like as as boring or as like technically bad as the movie could be, like I think that like I think it is like a little bit of an important movie to just like I don't know, call it modern cinema, even though it's in the seventies. But like I don't know, it's a little bit of like uh, it kind of came out around the time where just like like movie going audiences like tastes were changing where it's like star mm-hmm. wars came out like even halloween came out you know a couple of years later and like i don't know i think it's this kind of a little bit of just like a fork in the road where people chose to you know bet on movies that came in with like no money mm-hmm. <laughs> um so i don't know i think it's i think it's okay <laughs> is all that to Sorry. say <laughs> yeah um, and so, yeah, everybody, thank you for uh, thank you for joining and being here, and thank you for listening. Uh, Russell had something to plug before we do the full end of show. If you want to go ahead, yes. So on December first, um, there's going to be uh, Family Feud Live. You can find more information at playyourpartseattle.org. Hmm. Oh, okay. What is it? It's literally, it's literally fa- Family, family Feud, feud. <laughs> oh. Live, hosted by Betty Wetter. I don't know who that is. It's a drag queen. Oh. Um, but uh but yeah and then i only have the other same party fish stuff to plug real quick just that uh funhouse is this week this weekend uh find your tickets come check it out you can find information at funhousefam.com and uh go yes definitely go to that i just got what can i go ahead can i spoil that like we that that this is that we recorded this a minute like not not at Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, because I just went to you know I'm the musical guest for Funhouse and I got to go see the um, the first like we did the designer run yeah. the other night yeah. and I was just like yes this is so good because I went to Funhouse <laughs> three and was blown away yeah um, and then oh I was also gonna plug I'm gonna go on a um, there's a local music DIY scene. Um, podcast called loud dark room if you're into that kind of thing it's um mostly about like punk and hardcore and stuff but uh little old weird sad singer songwriter me <laughs> is gonna go on it anyways um because i do some local booking and stuff and uh just go check out that podcast it's cool a good, it's a good listen you said loud dark room loud dark room and i don't my episode will i don't he releases them like twice a month i think okay. so it'll probably be out by by now or cool. or next month yeah um, awesome, yeah, but yeah, go to Funhouse, um, and then also have a listen to Save the D8 that comes up uh, tomorrow when you're hearing this, or Thursday this week, if you're a Patreon supporter, thanks. Um, mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, everybody, if you have thoughts about Rocky, or the Rocky franchise, I don't care, send us an email to 24flamespod at gmail.com. You can find us on social media at 24flamespod if you want to leave a comment there. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, go leave a rating or review, subscribe, tell your friends about it. The more feedback we get, the better the, sh- the better we can make the show. And yeah, also check out Party Fish Media, all of our other shows. We've got we're up to five now. Um, 
You can listen to any of those shows wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on social media at Partyfish Media um, for all those updates. Um, when new episodes are dropping, when new shows are coming out, um, check it out. It's a lot. Not not all of them are about movies, which is great. Um, actually, more of them are not about movies. Than <laughs> are. Um, but yeah, everybody, um, that'll do it for this episode. Do I say anything else before I close it out? I don't think so. I think I said everything. Um, yeah, we plugged everything. Oh, and if you want to listen to our extended play post show that we're going to stick around and record right after this, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash 24flamespod and check out all the goodies that we've got essentially on sale over there. Um, but yeah, join and help support the show because we can't do all those extra goodies without it. And other than that, that's it. It's the last... Oh. There's probably a drink-along coming up this weekend, too. I don't know. It's a month away still. So. <laughs> um, but, yeah, stay tuned to our Facebook page live um, on Friday or Saturday this week for um, a drink-along. Grab some drinks and watch a movie that is streaming along with us and have a, have a good old time. Um, and then if you want access to that, if you can't make it the time that we choose, go to our Patreon and you can find it there. Put it on as a commentary track to your whatever you want to watch it with your friends and get drunk if you're of age. <laughs> um, disclaimer yeah yeah um, but other than that everybody thank you for listening to another episode of 24 Flames Pod hope you all had a great Thanksgiving hope you all enjoyed Creed 2 if you already saw it I haven't seen it yet when we're recording this I hope it's good it's gonna be great <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah everybody thanks we will catch you next week as we start into our holiday episodes so we've got a great schedule for this month I believe uh, the first one I think is Home Alone or it's Love Actually. It's either Home Alone or Love Actually. So um, go and listen to one of those. Uh, we will catch you all next week. Bye! Bye! Fish media. Yeah.